Welcome to the podcast for Windsor Road Baptist Church. Prepare your heart to receive God's message. Because I kind of go, who on earth am I to talk to anybody about building a relationship with God? Um, But I guess my hope through this morning and also through um, the three Sundays that are to come, I just hope that, um, you know, by sharing some of these really fairly basic understandings and practices around spiritual disciplines that um, I have found helpful in my walk with God and building relationship with him, then maybe you can be encouraged in your walk as well. Um, And that might lead to us sharing a little bit more about um, our relationship with God, which is often a very private thing, I think, in, in um, in our walk. And maybe we need to share a little bit more. Um, So that's kind of uh, where we're going with this is uh, I'm going to be speaking next week about praying, Um, not so much on prayer and and the biblical basis for it, but on what does it mean when we actually have to do it. Uh, And then later on talking about reading God's word and meditating on scripture. So that's kind of what's to come. And today I just really want to focus on having time with God each day. So I'm just calling it holy habits, I don't know, uh, spiritual disciplines, uh, whatever label you want to use for that. And I guess really what I'm saying is that I think of that verse in Proverbs, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And and maybe just by talking about um, something even as basic as spending time with God each day, basic and yet profound, um, that we can sort of sharpen each other up a little bit in this way. So in his um, very famous book uh, from, I think it was the late 1980s, Stephen Covey asked this question, what one thing could you do, something you aren't doing now, that if you did it on a regular basis would make a tremendous positive difference in your personal life? And I'll give you a second to think about that. And then his follow-up question is this, why aren't you doing it? And uh, I remember the first time I heard that question, it was many, many years ago, and they're so powerful because I think when we, when we see the, or hear the first question, we know the things we should be doing uh, that would make a positive difference to our life. It might be exercise, eating healthy, getting more sleep, less screen time, spending more time with people we love. Uh, we know the answers uh, to that question. And then the second one is hard because we don't know the answer to that question always about why aren't we doing it? If we know these things are so obvious, then why don't we do them? But when I did first hear that question, I can't even remember when it was now, uh, I knew immediately what my answer was. And my answer uh, at the time was I just need to be more disciplined in meeting with God every day and in that daily time that I spend with him. And the why aren't you doing it for me was a hard one because I kept really trying and I had a routine in my life where I was meeting with God each day but I found that it was, you know, I was really struggling with with the consistency of that and I kind of think of myself back then now as what I call a peaks and troughs kind of a Christian in the sense that I'd feel like I'd be going really well in, in my daily time with God each day for, for some time. It might be weeks, it might be months. And then I'd kind of bottom out again and it wouldn't really be so great and I'd be, you know, really just going through the motions and having to, you know, just, I'd be procrastinating. I didn't really want to do it. 
And then it'd come good again and I'd have a really great time and I'd think, no, now I've, I've really made it. This is, this is how the rest of my life's going to be. And then it, it'd go down. So it, it kind of, that's my own graph, just to show you the kind of idea that I, I felt that I was living in terms of my relationship with God. And so I constantly um, really felt guilty I felt guilty that I was either going through the motions and not really having this authentic relationship with God consistent, consistently or um, that, you know, I was, I was fearful because I, I'd be on a bit of a high and I'd be waiting for the next crash to come. So it wasn't a great, a great way really to build um, an ongoing and, and um, enjoyable relationship with God. And I think I remember some quite a long time ago, Russell Matthews, when he was here, talking one morning uh, about enjoying God. And I remember sitting in the pew just out there and thinking to myself, enjoying God? Do I enjoy God? Or do I just make sure that I spend time with him because I have to? You know, and I found that quite a challenging sort of thing to exercise my mind over. And I think that sort of existence of up and down made it harder to enjoy God. Um, and so that's kind of where I was at um, some time ago. And that's why I, I kind of thought as simple and as basic as it might be to talk about building a relationship with God and meeting with him each day. Um, maybe it is something that we, we need to talk about because there might be more people out there who have experienced what I have and I suspect there are. So I want to kind of ground today and uh, the next few Sundays that I speak um, in a verse from uh, a few verses from uh, Exodus, which is a bit of a life verse for me because I think it really reveals to us one of the principles of God's kingdom. And um, it's a verse that um, is about... Uh, I probably flicked onto that just too soon. Um, it's a verse when uh, Moses is on Mount Sinai, God is actually giving him the law, and he talks to Moses about when the Israelites are going to go into the promised land and take over the promised land. And this is what he says. I'll try really hard to read this from here because my notes up here are too small. Uh, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all of your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites and Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. And of course, then we know that the Israelites ended up sinning and were condemned to wandering around the wilderness for 40 years and the next generation were about to go into the promised land. So we get that, we get that comment again then in Deuteronomy, um, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little and the same reasons are given in that section there. So this idea of things happening little by little is really what I'm focusing on here because it seems to me that this is an underlying principle of God's kingdom and the way that things work in his kingdom. And um, if you think about the rest of, of what we see in scripture, we see it um, frequently. Creation doesn't happen in one moment, um, regardless of what the evolutionists want to tell us about a big bang. It doesn't happen in one moment. It happens over um, the six days that we read about in Genesis. Um, the Israelites don't leave Egypt the first time that Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, 
you know, this is what God says, let my people go. Instead, it takes repeated um, going back and forth to Pharaoh and, and lots of um, plagues. But by the time they leave, of course, Egypt is virtually decimated um, economically, um, spiritually, and then when the Red Sea occurs, of course, they lose their military as well. So the power they've left by the end of it is far weaker than had they just gone the, f the first moment that they asked. Um, the walls of Jericho, when they come down, it's, again, the children, the Israelites don't just go and, and fight or walk around once and down they come. They have to do it day after day after day for a, about a week. And so just in silence, walking around. So it happens little by little in that sense too. And even in the New Testament, when I think of the parables of Jesus, um, so many of them talk about, um, allude to farming or use analogies about farming and we know that in farming as well things happen little by little they're not instantaneous um, the farmer plows and prepares the ground and plants the seeds and waters it and cares for it and waits and waits and waits until the harvest and so we see this principle I think right throughout scripture and I'm sure we've got evidence in our own lives as well of where we can look back on something and see the steps along the way that God was leading us and the preparation that he was taking us through to lead us to the point that we got to um, little by little. So I want to sort of think about um, things like daily meeting with God and eventually prayer and reading Bible, our Bible and um, meditating on scripture in the light of this idea of little by little that I don't think that God expects any of us to go from one place to an extreme op um, other along that, that road in one, in one step. I think there are lots of little steps along the way and, and I think that I used to sort of defeat myself a little bit by thinking that I had to be you know, somewhere up here when I was actually way back here and, and God wasn't asking for that. He was asking just for one more step and one more step and one more step. Um, uh, so I think that takes a bit of a weight off our shoulders and um, I remember particularly reading um, a book by Andrew Murray, one of his books. Um, if you haven't ever read Andrew Murray, then that's a treat still in store for you. Um, but one of the areas I struggled with as well was when I'd be on holidays uh, and weekends and the routine wasn't there uh, that it was during the week. And then I remember reading... Um, one of his books where he talked about don't think of asking for a holiday from communion with God, that this needs to be something we do every day. Cherish holidays for the special time they give you to study beyond your ordinary Bible study course and cherish them uh, for the special opportunity of more fellowship with the Father and Son. Instead of holidays becoming a snare, make them a blessed time for victory over self and the world of increasing grace and strength of being blessed and made a blessing. Um, so I'm just sort of throwing that in the mix as well because I think, you know, at the time that I was really struggling with a lot of this, I was also having the peaks and troughs within the week where Monday to Friday I'd get the routine happening, Saturday, Sundays it'd fall apart, you know, that kind of thing as well. So um, this idea that it's just one step at a time was then, I think, something that I could see um, playing out in my life. So I think the first step is actually asking God for help first of all, and I'm sure that there are many of us who have done that in many, many things many times, um, but really asking him about what is the next step that I need to take here and being willing then to take it. Um, it's about, for me, it was about getting the Monday to Friday routine sorted out, um, first of all, and not really worrying too much about uh, weekends or holidays or other times, but getting that routine in place. And if that meant, meant making a change, then, have it, then actually making it. 
And it was interesting how once that happened, I was able to work, I was then able to move on to the weekends and I was then able to move on to the holidays and, and see that daily routine happening regardless of what day of the week it was or what might have been happening in my life. So I think the little by little is a really important principle for us to keep in mind when we think about this. And I know that I'm talking to a lot of people here who have this absolutely already cemented in their lives and all of the rest of it. So um, I am very aware in talking about this today that it's something that I hope is actually a shared experience for many of us, that we are enjoying God every day. Um, But it is something we don't talk a lot about, so I'm not really sure about that. So before we go too much further, I thought that um, it probably is also worth, given that this is the first Sunday, just um, being clear too about the actual purpose of spiritual disciplines or holy habits, whether it be just uh, daily meeting time with God or something else. Um, Because there's always a risk when we talk about things that we do um, that we muddy the waters of grace and works. Because we know, I hope, that spiritual disciplines in and of themselves Um, are not the goal. We're not um, doing them for themselves. We're actually, um, if we think that we're doing that, then obviously we think that we're earning our salvation and we're we're earning God's approval or something like that. And so we do need to remember that sanctification is God's work in us. Um, And I think Richard Foster um, expounds this really well um, in his book, Celebration of Discipline, when he says, God has given us the disciplines of the spiritual life as a means of receiving his grace. The disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that he can transform us. And uh, there are many recognised disciplines that we can engage in. Um, There's no exhaustive list anywhere. Um, We probably think immediately of things like prayer and maybe fasting or giving or uh, worship or cultivating silence or some of those sorts of things. But there are many, many, many Um, disciplines that um, believers have used and do use in their lives um, as well. And different books, of course, will have different lists and all that sort of thing. So um, we know that there's lots of them that we can actually engage in. So as I mentioned earlier, our focus um, is really just going to be on three, um, on prayer and reading the Bible and meditation of Scripture. And I guess the reason for that is partly because I, I see them as a bit of a baseline um, and some of you would know I'm a bit of a fan of um, the, the writings of F.B. Meyer, who was an English um, preacher and speaker in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. And his biographer also points out that um, Meyer also said, you know, if you can't do any of the others, these are the three that you really need to um, aim to do. Um, and he said that um, in order to be close to God, to obey him to benefit from worship and witness for him in the world, then we needed to be strong in individual prayer, Bible study and meditation. And I suppose we see that example, don't we, in the New Testament where Jesus um, often withdraws to lonely places in order to meet with the Father. Um, and I know that we've, we've heard that many times, we've read it many times um, as well, but it's that, that, old, um, that old lesson from it, isn't it, that if he needed to do that, How much more do we need to do that too? Okay, so really my question is then where to from here? Um, So for this week really, um, I know that there will be people in front of me like I mentioned who um, have this, are all over this 
and uh, things are going really well. And I wonder if maybe um, this week, if you can try and think about what is the little by little thing that you should do next. Um, maybe it's asking God, is there another step that he wants you to take with him in your relationship with him? Um, or is it maybe that you've got some really good tips or tricks or um, something, ways of doing something that you can share with someone else to encourage them this week? If you're somebody who is struggling, if you are experiencing that experience that I mentioned before of maybe peaks and troughs or really struggling to get some sort of consistent time um, to meet with God, then um, maybe that's something that you can um, just take one little step towards this week. And again, it might, I think it starts with prayer. I think it starts with asking God specifically, what is it that you want me to do about this? Or how can I do something that's going to, um, that's going to be um, what he wants you to do. So um, I suggest that this week um, it might just be worth asking God where you're at, maybe even taking a bit of time to reflect on that. And my other question in regards to that is um, uh, something that I've just completely forgotten. Um, yeah, okay, it might come back. I actually looked at my slide, that's the problem, and then I lost my train of thought. Um, but asking God about where, that, where things are at and is there another step to take would be um, something maybe worth considering. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a book person. If you're like me, then you might even want to think about um, doing some reading uh, about something as well because, um, I don't know, I just find that that's a real... Uh, a bit of inspiration when I read um, some of these books by um, people who are far more um, advanced in this sort of thing than I am, um, that it just gives that bit of encouragement and sometimes even stimulates an idea that's not in there, but at least just gives us that thought. Um, so my question as we sort of finish up this morning, and um, I can see that we're kind of just going to finish on time, which is nice, is just back to the question that we started with before, um, with apologies to him because I've just adapted it slightly. What's one thing that you could do this week that would make a tremendous positive difference in your daily walk with God. And I'm going to put a slide up at the end uh, as well, just with um, a few references of some of those books that I spoke about. So Richard Foster's book, um, Celebration of Discipline, is probably the classic one that many of you would have read and would know, uh, the Andrew Murray one I mentioned. Um, Donald S. Whitney also has a book on disciplines, a lot of other writers do too, but his is an interesting one because he uh, outlines a few that, that um, Foster doesn't, um, but he talks about things like journaling and witnessing and um, has a bit of extra, um, a few, an extra chapter on worship and a few things like that, so that might be something you're interested in exploring. The other one that um, I've got up there is Gordon MacDonald's book, uh, Ordering Your Private World. I don't know if anyone here has read that. It's been around for quite a long time, um, just a fairly slim book. It's not really on spiritual disciplines as such, but it's a book that um, I reread every now and then because I actually use um, a lot of his principles in terms of how I manage my time in my workplace. Uh, I think it's the best time management book I've ever read um, because he talks a bit about um, we find, uh, finding our own rhythms and not just in terms of are you a morning person or a night person, but he looks at it in terms of like over a week or over a month, 
uh, over a year that if there are particular tasks and, and roles you have to play, and it could be ministry uh, work as well, that you know there are certain times of the year that it's going to work better, then you program them in there and, and then sort of looks at how that works in other parts of your week and that sort of thing. So you're kind of working to your optimal effectiveness is really what he's talking about. I'm applying that here to... Um, to uh, daily time with God and, and spiritual disciplines as well. He, he was a pastor uh, and a Christian, so it is from a Christian perspective. But it's, it's a really great little read, so I encourage you to find that one and um, you know, ferret that one out and read it if, if you're interested in that. So there's a few things that you might like to consider um, moving forward this week. And as I said, next week um, we're going to speak about prayer. Again, next week though, um, yeah, just wanting to talk about a few little practicalities and, and some things that we can share with one another about that. So as we finish off um, this morning, I think we might just pray. Would you join me in some prayer? Lord God, I thank you that you are the God of um, the little things as well as the big things. And I thank you that one of the principles of your kingdom is little by little. Um, You don't expect us to um, be a fully grown adult uh, without going through childhood and adolescence and and getting there little by little. And in the same way, Lord, uh, we know that you don't Um, expect us to be um, at any stage um, instantaneously but you take us there little by little so that gradually as as the um, the things around us lose their power and as we get stronger uh, we can keep moving forwards and so I thank you that that's true uh, even in this fairly practical sort of uh, thing about our daily walk with you and just meeting with you and making time to meet with you, that even in that, Lord, you are the God of little by little and you will lead us there. And um, so I pray that this week you might um, enable us, uh, if we need to take another step uh, into going deeper with you this week, that you will show us what that step is and how we can take it and enable us to do it. And Lord, if there are people um, listening this morning who um, are struggling in this area, then I pray for great encouragement for them. I pray that you will strengthen their faith and I pray that you will help them as well to take one step this week uh, into building that deeper relationship with you so that you can actually show them your grace. And uh, Lord, I thank you that you're a God who uh, seeks relationship with us and um, with whom Uh, we can spend time in a God who we can know uh, intimately and personally and not just as some sort of figure from a distance. Thank you that you drew close to us and that you sent Jesus, uh, Lord, to restore us into this relationship. So we thank you for the privilege that it is and we pray that you will lead us on by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have been blessed by the message. Windsor Road Baptist Church is a growing intergenerational and international community of people committed to whole life discipleship. Please visit us at windsorroad.org.au to connect with us and to learn more about our church.